getting caught side, nicks and nets give me high five I be spiked out, I could trip a referee Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team Joe Neal, Sam Hauser, thank you so much for listening to ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. All right, as promised, BJ Rains, he's with Bronco Nation News, joins us again here on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. First of all, welcome to town, uh, BJ. I read your uh, piece on tonight's game, and uh, man, it sounds like uh, Leon Rice is like uh, just pouring praise on this year's Lobo team, and I guess for good reason, right, BJ? Oh, yeah, no doubt. They uh, he, he spoke for 20-plus minutes on Monday about the pit and about the team and just about how tough of a challenge this is going to be. It's obviously always a tough challenge coming to the pit, but, um, you know, Boise State has won a couple of games here. They almost won last year. They won the year before that. They feel like they've, you know, played here recently pretty well, but uh, near sellout crowd and with how good the, you know, the Lobos are playing right now, they know they're, they're in for quite the challenge, especially when you watch what they did to Nevada and some of these other teams uh, recently. I, I think they know that it's going to take them playing almost perfect basketball to get a win tonight. Yeah, and that's saying something from Coach Rice. I mean, this is a team that went to consecutive uh, NCAA tournaments. Um, and, you know, uh, here's what I was discussing with Sam, BJ, is, uh, you know, it's a, a matchup between the best the, the, the best offensive team, best defensive team. But uh, I'm looking at the numbers for Boise State, and the, the shooting percentages are... For, are are bad, you know, not representative of a of a team of uh, Boise State stature. Uh, they're they just are not seem to have the, either the personnel or the cohesiveness that we've seen uh, in other teams recently. What's up with that, VJ? I mean, Boise State would say they're due to have a game where they uh, you know make twelve threes and uh, shoot fifty five percent, and they would love for that to be tonight. Um, you know, they're they're just. Just it's the same shooters from last year. Max Rice, in particular, is having a down year. Um, he's really struggled, and last year he was 45, 46 percent in conference play, both from two and from three, and he's down in the you know 27, 28 percent range this year. So a lot of the shots Max Rice was making last year, for whatever reason, uh, have have not fallen this year. He's just in an extended shooting slump. But they really believe that um, he's close to breaking out of that and having a big game. And like I said, they would love for that to happen tonight, but. Roddy Anderson, the point guard, and Max Rice, like literally have the two worst shooting percentages in Mountain West play um, of any player, and so it's hard to you know hard to win and compete on the road when your starting guards are the two worst shooters in the league. So um, I don't think they're bad shooters. I just think they've had a bad season or had some bad times. And Max Rice has obviously proven that he can make shots. And so I know this is his last game at the pit. You know, a six-year player, he really wants to try to you know play well here and go out here and, and style in his last game, but. You know, Chabuzo Abo is one of the better shooters in the Mountain West. Tyson Degenhart, um, Omar Stanley's come on. So um, you don't watch them and think they're the worst shooting team in the league, and then you look at the stats, and that's what it says. But I think that they're, they feel it's going to average out at some point. They have a lot of mix coming. Yeah, and trust me, um, Lobo fans are, are well aware that Max Rice and company are due to have one of those games. The, the thing about this Lobo team, BJ, is the fact that not only 
are they operating so efficiently on offense is uh, they're getting rave reviews across the country about how well they're playing defensively. So I have a feeling, you know, what if Max, Max Rice is just a couple of feet inside half court, they're going to uh, extend the defense to him and be aware of him regardless of, of his difficulties to this point, BJ. So a- anyway, those, those defensive numbers look good. They're sitting right around high 60s or so. Um, do you see any kind of improvement in their defense? Uh, you know, while they're, you know, maybe their offense is tapering off a little bit at this period of time. Yeah, they've been pretty solid defensively. I mean, they were top 25 uh, in the Ken Palm defensive efficiency up until like a game or two ago. They gave up 90 points to uh, Utah State and lost in overtime, and that hurt the numbers a little bit. But they've been statistically one of the better defensive teams in the country and certainly in the conference uh, pretty much all season long. So um, that's the only chance they're going to have tonight. Play excellent defense, hope that Mashburn and House and Dent all have off-shooting nights, and they're going to have to rebound the ball as well. They've In the games that they've lost, particularly on the road, they've just gotten crushed on the glass. So they've got to find a way to uh, stay even or close to even or even win the rebounding battle tonight because that's going to be a – a big key. So, um, yeah, I don't think that, I think they feel okay about the defense overall, but certainly a tough challenge tonight with the the trio of guards that New Mexico has, and then their inside presence as well. So, I I got to ask, you know, Lobo head coach um, Richard Patino has. Dave Filipovich is part of his staff, former Air Force coach. I know you know him uh, well. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I look at Coach Rice and I see the position of senior advisor to the head coach, none other than our friend Larry Eustacey. Now, does will Eustacey be in the pit tonight with all of us, BJ? He's here. He's in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Larry will be here. And he's got uh, this longer hair now, so he looks a lot different than Larry Stacy when he was coaching. He's got a uh, little bit of a long hair. He might have it back in a, in a bun tonight. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, he's been a huge addition to the coaching staff. He kind of sits right behind Leon Rice and um, gives his thoughts on what he's seeing and taking down notes and helps, you know, in-game with strategy and stuff. He kind of coaches the coaches, and he's done an awesome job and great guy to talk to as well. But, uh, yeah, I just saw Larry at shoot-around. He's here. We're talking to B.J. Reigns here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7. The team, find his work at Bronco Nation News. Anything you need to know about Boise State, he's the man to go to. And also going on at the pit this afternoon, B.J., you posted the video just a little while ago of uh, Kobe Young rolling the basketball like a bowling ball all the way to the top of the ramp. Is this something? Does Boise State have other traditions like that on the road? Is this something new, or has this been going on for a little while? I think it's a tradition at the pit. I think every road team tries to uh, tries to get it up there, and it apparently never happens. I think it's only happened like Jeff Grammer was put something on Twitter. Maybe it's only happened ten times in the sixty years of the pit, or something, where a player's been able to roll the ball all the way up there. And so they were trying before practice, couldn't get it. Then they tried after practice, and uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. The whole team was huddled around, and he was able. You have to have just the right, you know, just the right amount of power and speed, and be able to kind of have the ball land at a certain spot up the ramp and have the right spin. It's a Really kind of trick shot thing to do, but uh, Kobe Young, a bench player who doesn't get in the games that much, I'd be surprised if he played you know, tonight, uh, maybe more than a minute or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that gave Boise State uh, a nice feeling leaving the pit, and we'll see if that's the, a sign of things to come or if that's the only thing they'll be cheering about today. Yeah, well, that, that was kind of where I wanted to go with this. Just do you get the sense that the team is in good spirits right now? Because I wanted to get context from you, so we're not taking this out of context because there's buzzwords all over the place in this. But we played the sound clip in the last segment, uh, Leon Rice having his, his uh, weekly media availability earlier in the week. 
and he was uh, he was asked about just the confidence of the team, and you uh, threw in the word crisis a few different times. I, I mean, how much did that really kind of mess with these guys? That the the way that the Utah State game went, and do you feel like they're maybe in better spirits tonight? Yeah, I mean, they were certainly devastated. You're winning by two. You miss a free throw and let Utah State come down and make a layup with one second left to send the game to overtime. Utah State basically stole the game from them. Uh, Boise State was in a nice position to win for, for much of that game up until the last seven seconds. So, you know, you lose a home game, you lose a game period when you're fighting for an NCAA tournament bid. I mean, that hurts. And so that was certainly a game they thought they had a chance to win, should have won. And, you know, especially when they knew what they had coming up here with these road trips, you know, they're here tonight at the pit, and then they go home to face the Air Force, but then they've got to go to Colorado State and to Utah State next week. So uh, they got a tough road right here in this part of the schedule, and so I think that was part of it. But I actually do have a weird sense of confidence. I'm staying at the same hotel as them, and I've seen them around the lobby a little bit, and saw them, uh, was able to go to shoot around and saw them over there. And, you know, not many people are giving them a chance tonight. The 11-point spread, uh, Ken Palm's got it as like a 10-point game. I mean, it's, it's all the metrics, all the – momentum coming to the end of the game you know new mexico's rolling boise state's coming off a loss like all the everything kind of points to a blowout tonight for for new mexico and uh, i got a weird sense that uh, it's going to be a closer game i'm not sure boise state has enough to win it in the end but i certainly think there's a chance this could end up being a closer game than a lot of people think one other player that i wanted to ask you about just tyson dagenhart i mean we know how dangerous he can be from just about anywhere on the floor has there been anything different with his role as far as just what he's bringing to the table, what he's been asked to do, specifically as it relates to his shooting numbers, the three-point shooting being down a little bit? Is there anything different as far as how his role has changed this year? No, not really. And he had uh, his career high was last year at the pit. He had 28 points in that game. Uh, hit that three-pointer to tie the game with two seconds left and then hit a couple big shots uh, in overtime, I believe, before falling out or at least had four fouls and had to sit on the bench for part of overtime. But uh, So, yeah, they'd love for him to have another game like that, 28 points. He kind of took over in the second half and got Boise State back into that game. But, um, no, he's just a unique combination inside now. They just have a lot of high-volume guys. Chabuzo Abo uh, likes to get his shots up. Max Rice certainly likes to get his shots up, though. So they have you know three or four guys, and so they don't necessarily feature Degenhardt in the – in the offense maybe as much as they should, but they have their times where they three, four possessions in a row, start feeding it to him and let him get working. And that's come later in games. They're going to hopefully try to get that, you know, they want to hopefully get that going earlier in the game tonight and get him going. But no, he's a nice combination inside and out. I don't think it's anything in particular. It's just another one of those guys that for, you know, along with Max Rice, that for whatever reason, the, the shooting percentage just hasn't quite been there, but you talk to Leon Rice and they know, you know, the stats are on the back of the baseball card. As they say, they know what they've done. They know what they can do. And they're expecting uh, big second halves to the season from a lot of guys, and he's one of them. Moving away from football here for a second, BJ, I mean, what are you guys putting in the water up there? Malachi Nelson, former five-star. Chris Marshall, former five-star. I mean, what an unprecedented month of January this has been for Boise State football. Yeah, and they got Aston Genty to stay as well, one of the top running backs in the country. A lot of people just assumed he would enter the transfer portal and go get some NIL money, and they came up with a package to – to keep Ashton Genty $300,000 NIL deal uh, to keep him. And he could have gone and still gotten probably double that or triple that, you know, in the SEC or somewhere. So uh, huge to keep him, huge to get Malachi Nelson after they lost Taylor Green to the transfer portal. And, I mean, yeah, they've, they've had a really nice uh, first, you know, month and a half of, uh, with new coach Spencer Danielson. He's a, a young, energetic guy that just seems to click well with the players and their families. And they've done an excellent job on the recruiting trail. And, um, added some other impact transfers they really like. They added a, a wide receiver uh, from Indiana, um, and they've added some other guys. But, you know, they, like I said, they bring back 
their running back. They bring back their wide receivers, four offensive linemen, um, and I, you know, I think it's like 18 starters total. They bring back a lot of their defense as well. So there's a lot of optimism that with that new 12-team playoff, like Boise State fans, Boise State really feels like it all come together at the right time. And if Nelson can play up to his capabilities, you know, again, he's done nothing to this point. But if they can put it all together and he can play well, I think they uh, feel like there's a real chance they go into the season that that's kind of the goal this year for Boise State is to somehow find a way to get into that, be that top group of five team and get into that top 12 in the playoffs. Is the football team doing anything to acknowledge or celebrate the fact that a guy who took his first college visit to Boise is getting ready to play quarterback in the Super Bowl here in about a week and a half there, BJ? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, that, that, that picture from time to time has popped up of him on the visit. and Actually, uh, his brother that ended up committing to uh, San Jose and then left now is at Nevada once uh, Brennan left for Arizona. They were, if they didn't get Malachi Nelson, they probably would have got Brock Purdy's brother uh, to, to come to be the quarterback. So um, they, they, uh, he was a guy that was rumored when he left Nebraska. And so there's some, there's some history there with that, that family, um, no doubt. And before I uh, forget, I know the Boise fans would, would, would be remiss if I didn't thank uh, the Lobos and in particular, I know it's a new coaching staff, but the football team for last year because there's a lot of fans in Boise thanking them for beating Fresno State, which uh, put <laughs> Boise State in the title game. How about that? How about that? Uh... <laughs> that night be, being a really good night for Boise State football. You're right there. Thank, yeah, good good uh, job on, <laughs> on bringing that up. I'm sure Coach Danny Gonzalez uh, loves when we bring that kind of stuff up. Okay, so you mentioned uh, the the NIL as it related to football. Okay, you know, and we, we're not going to get real deep into this, but I'm just curious uh, the overview of the NIL situation there in Boise with just football say and men's basketball um, we of course have 505 Sports Venture Foundation uh, who's been the lead when it comes to NIL uh, here I think there's been some money that has gone to football there's been uh, some money uh, you know more than just some money that's gone to Lobo basketball and we often wonder like what else is going on around the league so just kind of give us an overview of NIL as it relates to Boise State Athletics uh, BJ yeah they've got uh, it's called the Horseshoe Collective and they've got a collective that's uh, doing some things and um, you know, they've had some local businesses step up. There's a Lithia Ford, a car dealership in Boise, has given uh, three or four football players uh, an F-150, a lease to drive, uh, a golfer, a volleyball player as well. So I think they have like five or six vehicles that they lease out to athletes on NIL deals, and there's some other uh, deals as well. And as I mentioned, you know, the biggest one that yet was uh, Ashton Genty, the running back, got a reported $300,000 package uh, to stay for another year, and that's the biggest one they've had. But Tyson Degenhart's doing pretty well for himself. He's got a bank and a lot of donuts and some other things up in Boise, and he's uh, he's doing pretty well. And some other players are doing some, but it's not not where it needs to be. It's you know, they're trying to take take care of him the best they can. But Malachi Nelson did not come to Boise State for NIL, so they're going to get him what they can. But they did not offer him some huge package. They're they're still behind, I think, in the NIL game and trying to step forward but it's certainly gotten better here over the last year or so so just because you mentioned that specific car dealer and Dagenhart, uh did you say with a bank is that who you said in a donut place yep. uh okay yep. so like do you see them doing things uh related to those brands like in advertising or on billboards or any of that kind of stuff have you seen that? oh yeah tyson uh tyson degenhardt's got the degenhardt dozen you can get a special uh dozen donuts uh kinds that he likes so the Degenhart dozen and where they were on CBS last Saturday against San Diego State he took Clark Kellogg and 
uh, Spiroditis uh, a dozen of his donuts uh, after shoot around, and and uh, they end up putting it on the broadcast. So uh, yeah, he's got he he does signings there and things, and yeah, they're doing posts on social media for the car dealers and stuff, and and uh, through the bank nil deal, Idaho Central Credit Union, Tyson Degenhardt actually has a podcast on on my platform, Bronco Nation News. So we do uh, twice a month in the in the off season, once a month during the season where he brings on teammates and coaches, and we do interviews, and he has his own show, the Tyson Degenhardt Show, on uh, on Bronco Nation News, thanks to Idaho Central. Yeah, sounds like a lot of activity. All right, BJ, well, tonight, 8.30, uh, we'll see you at the pit. Appreciate you joining us again on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. That is BJ Rains. He's with Bronco Nation News doing a Really good job, as always, joining us here on Team Talk. All right, he's Sam Hauser. I am Joe O'Neill. We're here until only 6 tonight because we've got NBA Hoops, Nuggets at the Thunder. And uh, don't forget, if you miss parts of Team Talk or want to hear something again like the BJ Reigns interview, you can always just go to 1017theteam.com, 1017theteam.com. All right, more talk about tonight's Lobo game against the Broncos when we come back. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, we are going to be talking plenty about what uh, is going to go down tonight. But in the meantime, uh, David Swope, the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, uh, is going to join us. He's been our host of um, New Mexico Motorsports Report here for 11 years. Uh, the last show is going to be on Saturday. So I beg David to come on in. We'll talk about the New Mexico Motorsports Report. and We'll talk about the Better Business Bureau and the benefits they provide as well. Team Talk, Sam Hauser, Joe O'Neill, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.